Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndre, here with Bill Goldberg. Be a phone today. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, you know, you try to do a nice thing and be on a guy's podcast, and you're on his podcast, and he has you do it on a different platform than you usually do. Yeah. Now I can't open any applications on my on my laptop. So you got me via phone. I guess it's better than nothing. So. Yeah, something screwed up on your laptop. That sucks. Um, yeah, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Um, That's all. Super Bowl this weekend. Uh, we always kind of look forward to seeing what's new with the big car commercials. And honestly, they were they were fine. It wasn't anything that was like a home run for me as far as uh, as far as uh, the the car commercials. There wasn't anything like a major announcement or anything that I can tell as well. Like everything that was up there was stuff we knew about. Um, you know, like Kia EV9, the the EV. I I think I was if I was surprised by anything is uh, Kawasaki ran a commercial for their side by sides, and uh, our uh, our our buddy Steve Austin was in. It was kind of funny. It was the whole it's it's their utility version of the side by side, and they played on this whole mullet thing, you know, just party in the front and or whatever it is, uh, and then. You know, everything turned into a mullet and then Steve pops up and he gets his mullet and he's doing his thing. And um it was fun to see him in a in a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, you didn't see his post a while ago with the mullet. You didn't know that you did, you couldn't forecast that one come that one come. Yeah, I, I did. I just I, I knew he would probably be doing something. I didn't know if it was gonna be a Super Bowl commercial or not. <clears throat> but if you guys haven't seen it yet, you can go on uh, on YouTube and you can you can see the I'm, I won't play the whole thing here because it's mostly just sound um, on YouTube. You can find it. Uh, Kawasaki's 2024 big game ad. Uh, you'll see Steve Austin with hair. It's been a minute since we've seen him with hair. <laughs> Both of you guys, actually. <laughs> we all used to have hair, you know. Yeah. It's funny because um, when I go back and I see every once in a while, I see old photos of you playing football and and then i go oh it's it's actually pretty uh, uh surprising how much you and gage looked you know look so similar uh back then because yeah, we've seen I mean, you we've seen you yeah. in the ring and seen you on tv so much you know uh <laughs> you know with the goldberg look that uh you know prior to that i was like oh you you look like Gage. Well, I guess Gage looks like you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I went through different iterations throughout the years, but um, yeah, I had a, I had a, uh, I don't know what you, a flowing locks of hair. I guess yeah. you would call. Now, Gage, it's funny because I had a mullet at the at the Falcons. Um, I, I <clears throat> yeah, I don't like recalling it, but um, <laughs> but th that's the that's the cool thing is uh gage has got one now right and he's rocking it like proudly it's yeah. not a full bullet i we went to a <clears throat> you know living in this community it being so veteran centric and so uh charity centric it's a real different community uh we went to a special olympics basketball game the other night yeah okay and it was at the local rival high school uh we have bernie and bernie champion well bernie it was at their gymnasium. They had their basketball players there. They did a kind of like a partner deal. So one of the current basketball players would get together with one of the Special Olympic participants and they'd play. 
And one of the kids that played on Bernie had a, a mullet like to die for. It was <laughs> nice. about three feet long in the back and completely short in the front. And I had him go up the gauge. He walks up the gauge and sticks his chest out. And he goes, this is a real mullet. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's cyclical, man. Everything's coming back. I, I don't think I'm going to be growing one, nor do I think Steve's actually going to be growing one. I don't think Steve's growing one either. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's 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 interesting what it, uh, what comes back around. But man, yeah, and, it's, and, but you know, Super Bowl commercials. First and foremost, I got to say, um, obviously, I played uh, for a couple different teams, and I played against every other team. So when a former team of mine is not in the Super Bowl, then I I could care less pretty much, and. This one, to me, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't even remember the Super Bowl commercials that much because the game just didn't carry that much weight. I mean, I'm good friends with the GM of the 49ers. Yeah. You know, Lynch. I used to play against Lynch with Tampa Bay. Great kid, lives out in, lives out in San Diego near uh, PCG, my brother's restaurant. But I really didn't have a dog in the fight, so... It's funny looking back on it. I don't remember. And usually you remember the car commercials. Obviously, we are where we are in the automotive world and the world world right now in advertising. You know, these guys are pulling out of trade shows. They're pulling out of everything. So, you know, you kind of wonder what they're going to do with the Super Bowl. And, man, they it really wasn't uh, car-centric advertisement-wise. Yeah, there was uh there was only a handful. Usually they've they've got quite a bit more and there's a little bit more leading up to it. And you know, Tammy works on the agency side. So, you know, the car companies that she works with, they usually get kind of the heads up so they can run the analytics and do all the stuff with it. And and she's just like, No, we she's like, My brands don't have anything out this year. She's like, We had it last year, we don't have this year. And and uh and and you're right, the I'm not you know, admittedly, I'm not a, a huge football fan, but I always go to, you know, a, a Super Bowl party and hang out with friends and eat the food and have a couple of bravagos and, and, uh, and, <laughs> nice and yeah, I bring it, I bring it, I bring it for everybody. Everybody can, uh, jump in and, uh, join some of the bravago. Uh, and we were running a little late and we were getting there almost to halftime. And it was like, and I was like, check the score just to see what's going on. And it was like, three to nothing i go i don't know enough about football but that sounds like a boring first half to me if there's not much else going on uh yeah i mean it just it depends it depends man i mean i obviously am a football player and i live breathe and eat football and die football and but uh, and, and and i'm a defensive guy so a three to nothing game at halftime for me would be awesome if i cared about the two teams yeah now, okay. i mean they're just you know there's just so much that went into it. I mean, it's the Taylor Swift bowl. More people are talking about Taylor Swift than they're actually talking about the game. Right. Yeah. So it Honestly, like I think, I, I think just leave the poor girl alone. She's, she's just there trying to hang out with her friends and family and see her boyfriend play. And it's just like, God, geez, cut her some fucking well, slack. Well, a hundred percent, you know, <laughs> but as long as she doesn't make a spectacle of being there, that's all. Yeah. She didn't do anything wrong. No, as, as far as I can absolutely. see. Absolutely. Anyway. I, I don't, I don't put anything on her at all. I mean, hey, good for her to uh, to good for Kelly, good for both of them to yeah. at the end of the day find somebody that they care about. I mean, it just so happens to be Taylor Swift. It is what it is. That's right. I mean, they should drink Thank more Provago on camera, but aside from that, everything's fine. 
<laughs> anyway, you guys should pop online, see, uh, see, see Steve Austin's Kawasaki commercial, send him a nice little shout out on his social media. He's a social media guy. He sees a lot of that stuff. Um, and I, and it's, it's funny. It was, it was the only one that I thought was actually kind of really had a sense of humor to it and to play it up to, you know, the idea of what they were doing with the product and everything like that. So the only one um, I remember, you know, the, the other thing that uh, I don't know that we got into before was the new Mustang. You know, I've driven the 24 Mustang, um, the GT and the EcoBoost, uh, but I had the, uh, the Dark Horse sent over and I got to spend some time in, in the, in the Dark Horse now. So, um, some thoughts on on the dark horse. Uh, first of all, yes, there's lots of comments online of people going, "It looks like a Camaro. It looks like the Camaro, nice Camaro." And I get all the jokes and stuff for it, and I I can definitely see that. I can definitely see there's 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 some bits to it and stuff that look like the Camaro. Um, the the rear uh, the rear fenders uh, for sure have that little bit of style to it, but the back ends up looking more more like the Mustang. Um, honestly, I, it, it's a great car and the dark horse with 500 horsepower sounds good hauls, but it's, it's there. I kind of agree that some of the exterior styling for me, um, didn't, doesn't really do it for me. And then all the blacked out stuff on the grill. Um, I I'm just, I'm not a huge fan of that and that's an easy thing you can paint it you can wrap it you can get you know you can you can do different things and the striping on the hood and stuff i would like to have see the dark horse just kind of you know, plain if you will as far as paint and graphics um but it, it's but it's still a cool car to drive now the interior the interior is where we get to see a lot of the changes now we have the two big screens up there um and honestly, I didn't mind it. I, I I know some people probably feel like it's it's getting a little too modern. It's taking away some of the sports car feel to it. But it's got this kind of gamification to it. You can load up the the image of the car and you can spin it around and you can load in the Fox Body Mustang gauges. That was kind of fun, and I did that a few times. Um, uh, the one that I drove was with an automatic, and it's a it's it's nice. It's smooth. It's great. Um, I didn't drive a dark horse with a manual. I drove the other cars with a manual. Um, I, I didn't feel like the manual in the other cars was as smooth as the manual in my Mustang Mach 1 because I've got the Tremec transmission in it. And I know it it handles uh, more power as well, which is fine if you go to modifying it. But the interior of this car I thought was 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 great. I thought they did a great job on it. Um, it has the charging pad for your phone and stuff in there now. And it just has... I, I I just think it's it's dialed in a little bit better. Uh but is it better than my Mustang Mach 1? I, I'm not necessarily seeing that. I I like the look of the previous gen Mustang. My Mach 1 in particular, I've I've modified a little bit. Um I do oh, the other thing is is the Recaro seats. This one had the Recaro seats, and I've said this many times before about the Recaro seats. Although they are fine, uh, not all seats fit all people. And I can't get comfortable in the Recaro seats. 
the side bolsters kind of push my just I guess me just being shorter pushes my shoulders forward a little bit more and um it, I just can't really get as comfortable in in the Recaro seat and when I got my Mach 1 it has the regular seats that are heated and cooled full power seats and my thought was when I got the car was if I wanted to do a track day and get a racier seat, it's easy for put, to put a race seat in there. But if you've got the Recaros and want to go to the other direction, good luck trying to add like power seats with heat and, and, and cooling and all that. So I just went with the, what I thought was the nicer seat, knowing that I could put some racing seat that's more comfortable for me. And I got used to these seats after a bit, but then when I parked this and gave it back, and then got back into my Mustang. I was like, I, I just liked my seats better. Maybe for a bigger guy or something, it's fine. But it's going to be a little snug around the waist. So it really could, I guess it depends on how you're going to use the car. I would say the, the seats for sure are something that you do want to test out in person. Before you get uh, ahead of yourself, like ordering the car with all of the options and getting the Recaros, Make sure you like the Recaros or make sure you like the standard seats. It's just one of those things that you're going to have to live with it pretty much if you don't like it. Well, yeah, that and it's a I would imagine it's a pretty penny to replace, you know, whatever. Yeah, you you're going to be choose in the beginning. So, yeah, and you're going to be into it for for a couple of grand, depending on the seat <laughs> options. Um, the new engine that I've said before, uh, going to the dual throttle body setup create some symmetry in the engine compartment and it looks so much better that way. Um, I, I'd love to see this, this gen four coyote engine in the aftermarket. I think a lot of builders that do coyote swaps are like, she's, this is so much nicer. Uh, uh, because the coyote engine, although a cool engine is not really that good looking of an engine, especially when you put it into it, you know, a hot rod of sorts. But I, I thought, this has a much cooler look to it with the dual throttle bodies. And I think you can end up doing some pretty cool stuff with it um, in, in the aftermarket. Uh, but is it better than my walk one? I I'm not necessarily, I, I think the design of, of my car uh, and when I say the Mach one, cause that's the one that I have, but I just mean the, the GT and the Mustangs in general, um, the stuff that I've done on mine, obviously I personalized it and did whatever on it, but uh, I don't know. I, I kind of like the design of the previous gen version. This doesn't have quite as much black and stuff on the front. And uh, I just think it looks a little bit more like a Mustang uh, than, than what was there before. Yeah. It's the turbos well, yeah. coming, coming from a non Mustang guy. Yeah. Um, I must uh, completely a million percent agree with you with what you just said. Um, yeah. Okay, and yeah, because it looks a little I, more like a Mustang, right? And I disagree with you in that it does look like a Camaro, like completely. I saw one, and it, yeah. it, it, I, I didn't know what it was, and I thought it was a Camaro, just altered. Yeah, but I haven't seen them enough, obviously. But yeah, the new ones, you know, through, through the yeah, the new ones, they, the last generation most definitely looks like a Mustang. I don't think this one does. So. If anything, you know, take performance out of it, take comfort out of it, take aesthetic out of it, or not aesthetic out of it because it's yeah. all aesthetic. I think I got um, the sound of the. I don't know if you guys can hear this here when we fire it up with the magnaflow. 
Yeah, so I don't know if that's coming through. It's an electric car? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Maybe I got it here. Oops. You'll hear those turbos whistle a little. Not really. Yeah, honestly, I don't know if it's coming through the sound on the uh, on on the recording or not. We were just doing it on on the screen on on YouTube. So, um, yeah, I just uh, I I'm I'm a fan of the new Mustang. I think it's been refined and dialed in a little better. It's a little more comfortable. It's a little smoother. Um, the dark horse especially makes great power. Um, I got a chance to use that drift brake option at, uh, Ermondale Speedway. And that was kind of, kind of fun to play around with that. Um, so it's nice. Now it's definitely smoother than my car because we did some suspension modifications and we got it lowered a little bit. Uh, you know, so, and that you're going to sacrifice a little bit of comfort when you do that, when you, when you lower it a little well, bit, but you know, look, I, it's, it's, it's what I wanted. It's what I wanted to build. I had a lot of fun uh, building it and I, I do drive it. I've been driving it the past couple of months because the still back ordered tires on the, on the, on the truck that I was looking for. So that's been sitting up on Jack's hands for weeks. Uh, but anyway, I thought it was just kind of a, a, if we didn't get a chance to, to touch on that yet, I wanted to touch on that. Um, BMW, BMW, speaking of manual transmissions, BMW is saying they're going to they're going to end up getting rid of the manual transmission. This has kind of been out there with a lot of the car companies for a while. But now that they're starting to plan whatever the future models are, they're just saying there's just not enough people ordering the manual transmission for them to justify the cost of doing the development and putting those transmissions in there. Uh, Shame on them. Yeah, I mean, I, I I get it. It takes the fun out of it, but I don't know. Maybe it's like a little bit on the customer. It's a little bit on us as as oh, enthusiasts yeah. going. If we Speak bought more manual transmissions, and then they yeah. build them. It's supply and demand. And for a long time, they were saying in the M cars they were going to keep them, but now they're just saying they. It just it just doesn't make financial sense, you know. The Mustang that we were talking about continues to have the manual transmission as an option, but. That platform has been revised, but it's been around for a long time. It's just been revised over the years. So there's not a lot of development into putting a manual transmission, excuse me, into a 2024 Mustang because it's already been in there in the previous ones. And there's not a lot of difference in the architecture of that car. You know, they've dialed it in a little bit better, but that's about it. Uh, yeah, it's just a, just a function of, less demand and and for sure look at where our automatic transmissions are now versus even just you know 15 or 20 years ago uh they're 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 so much better they shift so much quicker they're so much smoother they're so much stronger they're you know i mean you have you have both options in if, of just in the dodge lineup out there between the chargers and the challengers the manuals and the autos yeah i mean it's uh I don't know, man. I'm my my situation is completely different. I, I'm not the normal driver. Um, I have the luxury of having a couple different options. Yeah. Um, 
but they both carry a, a lot of advantages um, as far as if I had to get rid of one and just function with one, yeah, I'd go with the automatic. I mean, it's, it's, that's the thing is, is as a daily driver, you're just jumping into it. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you jump into it and, and you're, you're running errands or, or going to the, you know, like you said, to the event or, or, or with the, with the kids and the, on the, you know, Gage and his friends, it's so much easier to just jump, jump in with the automatic. And a lot of people well, are, are, are feeling that way, but. It, and it's completely mindless. Yeah. Cause you have to, you know, you have to be so much more attentive when you're shifting gears, right. Manually. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it is, it's turned into, it's turned out to be a luxury at this point and soon it's going to be extinct. So, um, I mean, I get the reasoning hundred percent. I, I completely agree with it, but as an enthusiast, I'm always going to, you know, scream and yell for the, for the manual transmission. Yes, of course. And, and on certain cars, we'd always want that option and be, and having that option being taken away or just not making financial sense. Yeah. It kind of, it's, it's a bummer for us, right? It makes us uh, feel, feel sad about it, but also, you know, there was a time in, in the past where the manual transmission cars were getting better gas mileage. The manual transmission cars yeah. were faster and better mm -hmm. performing cars. And now the automatic cars seem to be faster and better gas mileage and, and all of Absolutely. that. It's, it's now that it's kind of surpassed what the manual transmission was in, in, in those regards, performance regards. Now it's just the fun factor. And, and if you are having one car in, in, in your, lineup and you have one car you're going to drive yeah i i kind of see the the automatic transmission just being the the easier way to go and the performance is there that dark horse was an automatic and i i would have liked to have tried the manual but i've been driving my car for the past couple of weeks and it's a manual it was kind of nice getting into that thing and not having to worry Absolutely. about it they, they, they both have distinct advantages no question and i didn't feel like it was slower or anything it just you know it's a it's a it's yeah. just a completely different feel you know that's that's all it is it's a completely different feeling going banging through the gears of a car as opposed to you know letting the uh unbelievable advancement in technology you know jettison you through you through the gears like what's going on nowadays with ease without you know worrying about it. so yeah. i mean yeah i mean once it once the automatic transmission started outperforming manuals it the, the it wasn't an even playing field, so you can't really compare them anymore. And now that they're so much better, you know, it's it's kind of laborious driving some of these stick shifts. You know, um, I don't know. Some cars are better set up to have to be an automatic. Yeah. Some cars are not. My '73 Super Duty Trans Am, I would die for it to be a, a four speed. You know, it's an automatic, and I don't like it. So in certain cars, it, it's a huge difference. In certain cars, automatic is a huge difference. But you know, it's just driver preference at the end of the day. It's like shooter preference with a with a firearm. Right, and we're gonna we're gonna miss it. We're gonna miss the automatic for sure, and we're gonna want it in in certain cars. Uh, you mean the manual? The, I'm sorry, yeah, and the manual, yeah, yeah. The, the manual. Um, yeah, most definitely. I don't want to fucking. I don't want to. Pardon my French. I don't want a Porsche. I don't want Wanda's '92 turbo to be a man to be an automatic i mean it would just completely take the fun out of that car for me so yeah and and that's an example where the 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 porsche enthusiasts i think there's enough porsche enthusiasts that like the manual transmission that 
they can continue to invest money into into having that available. Uh, I, no question. BMW was just one example of them going. We're just not getting enough, so we're we're out. Um, anyway, just kind and of there, and there's a and there's a visceral experience when driving a manual transmission at speed and you're racing it compared to the same speed in an automatic. It's just not the same. It's yeah. just a complete. You know, it's a completely different thing. Yeah. Uh, Leno is imagine doing the too. Long Beach. He's... Imagine doing the Long Beach Grand Prix in an automatic, in an automatic, you know, Celica. I mean, it's just yeah, it, it's it's just not not the same. Uh, the last thing I just want to touch on, and we'll we'll do keep it a little bit shorter. Um, this week is uh, new Aston Martin uh, Vantage. The Aston Martin Vantage is is turning more and more into uh, an interesting sports car if you will and uh they stepped up their game so the revised version for 2025 um is uh more power to start it's got 153 horsepower over the <laughs> previous version it's 656 horsepower 590 pound feet of torque it still comes from a of from the four liter twin turbo v8 uh that's built by amg um for them uh, hopefully they caught up on all of the technology. Aston Martin had this weird arrangement with 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 AMG and, and Mercedes, where they would get these engines, but the like the electronics, the infotainment system, and everything was outdated. So you get a brand new Aston Martin, you can't even <laughs> plug a phone or anything into it. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that was the arrangement. But now that it's sort of caught up, I guess they're able to to put the latest and greatest of stuff in there. You can get like CarPlay, like this. I feel like that's been out for so long now. That I've, I don't, it was just a weird arrangement with them. Um, the new car is zero to 60 in 3.4 seconds has a 202 mile an hour top speed. Um, I, I think it, it looks good. It's, it's the, uh, you know, the grill is larger. It's beefier all around the haunches in the back, the fenders flares are, are, are wider, uh, all around, um, uh, again, as we were saying, um, I don't believe there's a manual transmission option. There's a ZF8 speed transmission uh, for it. Um, you know, it's uh, revisions on the interior as well, which which look good. And this is not the flagship car. This is not the DB12. So it's just, uh, it's interesting. I mean, they're really kind of going after 911, I guess you could say, uh, going after. It's a good looking car. Yeah, I it's, mean, a, it's a cool I, I've always car. been a fan. You know, when, when the Vantage came out, it had that big mouth grill. Not a, people, not a lot of people loved it, and they've had to revise it over the years, and they, they have that optional front end that makes it look a little bit more like uh, the DB. Um, mm -hmm. But this one now, but with with the splitter around the front and the side skirts coming out, it it, it changes the shape of that big mouth a little bit more, and, and uh, it seems to fit the car a little better overall. And that's with the grill being larger. I think they said it's like 30 something percent, 38 percent larger overall. Um, it doesn't bother me. It, it, yeah, it, it doesn't surely doesn't. It, it doesn't evoke a feeling like the BMW grill did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the profile is great. The ducktail spoiler of it is great. Um, it's cool, right? Absolutely. I think it's a beautiful car. Yeah. Now, can you fit in it? That's the question. No, uh, there's no way I could fit in it. I, I, I it's remember the story. 
story goes, I walk into Beverly Imports or whatever the hell it was uh, in Beverly Hills when I wanted my first Ferrari. And I, uh, first car I got in was the 911 and I loved it. It was huge comparatively. Then I got into, I got in Janet Jackson's Aston Martin. And okay. it was, it, it was my first pick thousand percent uh even over the ferrari but i couldn't even it was smaller than the viper it I mean it was freaking small yeah so my yeah uh, my my uh, option uh, of buying an aston martin went out the window with that one so yeah i wouldn't imagine it to be much larger yeah and these uh these are a little um these are a little more snug than the than the 12 cylinder cars as well so uh but yeah. you know it, it looks good I, I think it'll I think that car will do well. I don't remember what the price point is on it now. I think it's pretty much on par with what it was before. Um I don't know that they've announced it yet, but uh yeah, so yeah, seems kind of cool. What else is uh going on? You got um you got things happening in the garage before we wrapped up. I know the 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 Cobra project is uh is that been shipped out? Uh, where do I begin? Um, <laughs> first and foremost, we're finally getting the uh, Barrett Jackson video edited finally because I we didn't have our camera guys for the Goldberg's Garage, so we're going to put it out Friday. And then we did the GTX, the '68 hardtop GTX last week, which was a flip and rip. Yeah, such a fun drive in that car, man. It's been sitting for like 13 years. It's only literally the second time I've taken it out off the property in 15 years and the thing i mean 444 speed original car yeah. it, it just it was awesome and then yes we, we we loaded up the cobra we pulled the cobra body off loaded it up took it to uh fabricator and we're doing some fiberglass work on it it's going to get resprayed then we're going to pick it up again and it heads over to expel expel is going to do their thing and then we've got an update video going on uh, YouTube next week. But your buddies at Dakota Digital hooked us up. Yeah, nice. And uh, I should I like be getting stuff. that that next week. We got a carbon fiber dash being cut by Savaggio. Um, got all the gauges from Dakota. Then B Cools jumped on board. Bear Brakes has jumped on board. Um, we've made a decision. I think with the rear end, with the rear suspension. Um, uh, where are we? Uh, Kirk, uh, Kirkham, Kirkland, uh, 15 inch knockoffs, and then the Goodyears. We're going with those. We're sending all the parts out to be powder coated uh, in two days, and so yeah, man, it's all coming together. It's uh, what did you guys decide on, on the fun. on the rear end? What what are you going to put in the? What's going to be the Schwartz the suspension? I don't know the pumpkin. Where you know it's got a, a forty a Dana forty four in it. Okay. Um, I don't know Ford nine inch or something. I don't know exactly what we're going to go with. I don't know the gear ratio or anything like that. We got to check with the with the axle splines and make sure everything's kosher from part to part. But I know I don't want to go with the in inboard brake system. Yeah. Um, I just I, you know I'm going to be popping a lot more horsepower. It's not that that's the main issue. It's the I think I, it's I just, just don't even like the look of, of it. I I just think I don't like the, I don't like the look at all, and it I, limits you, you know, and as far as the rear tire and the rear rear wheel. So, yeah, and and I get it. You're you're bringing some of that weight on the inside and stuff, and then opening up what what you know the unsprung weight. But I, I never really liked the design of it. It never really 
match for me. And I've seen a bunch of the hot rods in the day that do that kind of stuff. And it, it works on some vehicles. It just wasn't for me. I just never really liked that style. Um, yeah. And I, what I'm trying to do is I'm looking at high end uh, Cobra builds and yeah. seeing what they're doing, seeing what, you know, seeing what Superformance is doing, seeing what uh, uh, Shelby America is doing, seeing what everyone's doing and what they've done throughout the past 15 years. And I don't want to reinvent the wheel by any stretch, but um, we're on our way, man. It's 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 going to become a reality here pretty soon. Yeah, uh, the GTX told, that that you drove is that the one you were you were talking about um, doing a deal with Warman on on swapping with Warman? Yeah, it was so tough to take that car out and drive it because now I love it. And, yeah, but I can I just really appreciate the fact that it's a survivor and I can just go in and then two cranks it freaking starts up and it, it it bangs right through the gears. No issues. I changed the fuel tank on it last week. Um, that was easy as hell. I couldn't yeah. believe it other than wearing, you know, bad gas all over my back. Um, it was an easy process, but um, let's see. We did the fuel pump. We did the master cylinder. We did the fuel tank. We did some of the fuel lines. Um, I installed the headlights I made it roadworthy, yeah. you know, and we went out and had fun with it, man. Yesterday we took the Biscayne out and we shot the Biscayne and man, that's the black car, dream. right? Oh yeah. What a yeah. dream that thing was, you know? Yeah. I, I remember seeing that car back out here um, in California. The Biscayne's a badass car. It's amazing how much better it drove with uh, 32 pounds of uh, air in the tires as opposed to 12 what it was sitting on <laughs> yeah. i was like why is this thing driving like a like a swish mobile but yeah it's just you know so many different things going on man but that thing was it's a pleasure to drive i'd love to dro uh, drop a ls in it and put a six speed and you know but i mean i'm killing them bastardizing the original car yeah I mean, you wouldn't just do a, it just you just find a shell of something and then do do a build based off of that. I, I, yeah. I know it would, you'd sit down with someone like Salvaggio and the wheels would be spinning and then turn into like, what kind of put a little bit of your flair and his flair into, into like a Biscayne. Well, I've thing. already, I've already thought about taking that car to the Martin brothers. They're right up the road and they're an hour and a half away. They're specialists at that car, you know, 59 Impala. It's a 59, yeah. you know, Biscayne, it's the same car, but, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's just tough to be able to literally jump in a, a, a 1959 sedan that weighs 3,500 pounds and, you know, literally on the first turn of the key, have it start and go out and be very dependable. Doesn't overheat. The car is awesome. It was fun. Banging yeah. through a four speed with the, with the shift knob about that big. Yeah, right. It's just ridiculous, but it's just, it's so much fun. And it, and again, it, it, is an explanation and a definition of why we do what we do. You know, the big glass in the front and those 59s, those early models. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's conducive to uh, having driving, being a scenic experience, yeah. you know, going through the hills and having fun and relaxing and not worrying about how fast you get from point A to point B at the end of the day. That's why I like all these cars because they evoke a cool feeling of back in the day. So, um, it was it was just fun. It was it was a lot of fun, and it reminds me why I I love these things so much. I mean, it's exciting to see 
all of this come together? What I mean is, is like four years into Goldberg's garage, getting that built. And then once it's built, you guys jumped in right away, but you know, you, you full bore, you guys went into uh, you and your, and I forgot your guy's name, the mechanic over there. Jackson, Jackson, Jackson. And, 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 you uh, know, it's, uh, we went into it with the wrong idea in the beginning. We went into it because we see everybody capitalizing on uh, the social, the, the medium of YouTube. Right. And we went into it just to try to put a product out there really quick and not really think it through and not really do it for the right reasons. But after yesterday, when we kind of fell and finally fell into a groove after three months of filming of comfort level and enjoyment, yeah, you know, the, the second half of the afternoon yesterday, I've never laughed so much in my life in a car. It was so much fun. And Jackson and I got back here and ironically, Jackson rode back here in the trunk of the car because we were talking about how big the, the trunks <laughs> were in these old Biscaynes. Uh, but, and we sat down and we, we kind of, you know, decompressed and we were smiling and going, you know what, that's what it's all about. We're not even, we don't even care yeah. anymore about, don't get me wrong, everybody, because we're doing this not only because it's our love and it's fun, but we're also doing it to provide some entertainment, but it shouldn't be the sole reason why you're doing it. Right. Um, so we were trying so hard to be perfect at what we were doing. We lost the, the, the fun in actually doing what we're doing. And so we, I, we kind of backed off a little bit and uh, we found our groove and man, it's, it's a lot of fun now. Hell, I'm going to go do fiberglass work and I'm going to paint for the first time. And it's actually going to be on a car that I own. And that's terrifying, you know? Yeah. So, um, but it's, it's the learning process. I'm learning how to weld. I'm learning how to paint. I'm learning how to do fiberglass work. I'm doing, how, you know, I'm learning how to do a lot of stuff that I've talked about for years. And now it's, it's active participation as opposed to just talking about it. And it's so much, it's like therapy, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then having it there, having it basically on the property that you can walk to work every day. As I, much don't as you leave my, I don't leave <laughs> my property. It's fantastic. Yeah. It, I mean, it really is. Even yesterday when, you know, we go to film and there's no water in the garage. Right. And I got to wash every car before I film because I don't, I want to present a good product. Right. And so I get up here, we, we start filming at 1030. I get up here at seven, try to figure out what the hell's going on with the water. Well, you know who Presley is? Remember Presley? No. Presley is the deer that loves this, oh, yes. this garage. <laughs> so I find Presley out there who's made a home right where the irrigation is. And she smashed the irrigation. Therefore, draining part of the tank shutting off the water to the garage yeah and so i'm scrambling i've got to i have all the parts to fix it i fix it boom the water's back onto the garage it's nine o'clock i got an hour and a half to wash the car and get everything ready and you know but i don't have to leave the property yeah and you know we left the property to drive the car to a drive-in to be good content for the period correct stuff that we were yeah, doing right but other than that, man, it's just, it's, it's fabulous. It's a dream come true. We, it's been such a nightmare as you guys well know, because I bitched about it for four years, <laughs> but now I'm actually enjoying it and it's so much fun. And my wife misses me because I'm not at the house anymore, but yeah, I at just, least she knows where to find you. <laughs> there's so much to do the other night, you know, 
well, two days ago, three days ago, Jackson and I uh, finished up the X mod on the on the red eye. You know, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Richard was nice awesome. enough to. Yeah, Richard was nice enough to send us an X mod for the the two nineteen uh, triple nickel red eye. It's one of the cars that I have that doesn't have the exhaust on it. And as opposed to waiting for Richard to come out, which would have been terrific content, I just came out here with Jackson and we did it. Yeah. And it was so much fun. It was it, it was a pain in the ass because I've never done one before, and you live and learn. But you know, uh, it was awesome and it was rewarding. And to hear the before and after, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's 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 fun, man. So thank you for noting that I'm actually enjoying my space now. But it's it's only just begun, man. We're gonna do so much stuff here, and it's so much fun. And I don't have to leave. Yeah, that's good. Um... For those of you guys that watch it, uh, watch the podcast now on YouTube, you know, uh, we'll put the link up to Goldberg's Garage YouTube channel as well. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to I am can't wait to get out there, too. I'm going to wait for exactly. the weather. You got to get out of here. Bit. Maybe maybe we bit. maybe we figure it out when uh, Wade's comes out. Yeah. Yeah. When Richard goes out. Richard's going to scrutinize your exhaust install to make sure the tips are perfect and they're <laughs> you know, he but... can do that all he wants as long as when he comes out because Richard's coming out and he's fabricating a custom exhaust for the or custom side pipes for the Cobra. Yeah. So. Yeah, that'll be sweet. Um, looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're gonna get back to it. We're gonna. Uh, we got stuff to do. We got stuff to do. Uh, so we're gonna let you guys go. Um, thanks, guys, as usual for listening and now for watching up on uh, YouTube. We'll uh, catch you next week. Until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Thank you.